Hello, and welcome to Between the Lines. I'm Sarah M. Eden. I'm here with Esther Hatch, Tracy Hunter-Abramson, and Sean and Bessie. Today we have what I hope will be a really fun topic. Uh, we talk a lot on this podcast about being authors and what that looks like and entails and you know some of the, the aspects of that. But today I want to talk about being readers because we are all readers. I think it'd be very hard to be an author and not also be a reader, um, which got me thinking, what kind of reader were you like as a kid? You know, growing up, were you that voracious reader who always had a book with you? Were you more of a casual whatever reader? Were you really reluctant? Like, what was your reading like when you were young? Um, I think I qualify as an avid reader when I was young. And when I look back, this is my criteria. I was one of those kids that had the flashlight underneath the covers in bed because they didn't want their parents to know they were still awake reading when they went to bed so <laughs> I think I think that means I'm in the avid category and because I grew up in the UK a lot of the books that I loved and read over and over again are not very well known here um, but as a young child I read almost everything that Enid Blyton wrote and she wrote many many children's books the Secret Seven and the Famous Five series, and oh, they were fabulous. And then Arthur Ransom, when I got a little bit older, um, he wrote a series that um, a friend and I, we just play acted those characters as we, uh, it, it was just a whole nother world. And then as a teenager, I loved reading, especially romantic suspense that was set during World War II. And I think that that is actually where I first gained my love for mixing history and fiction, which is what I now love to do with my writing. So, so I think my dad hid my flashlight by the time I was five. Like They were <laughs> locked away in the garage and I couldn't have access. But yeah, I definitely fell into that avid reader. I always had a book with me. Um, probably went to the school library like every day or two for a new book. And even like, I remember being in third grade and this is gonna make everyone laugh because I'm the not research person. I used to sit down, I remember going through all the encyclopedias and I'd find a topic I liked and I would read every single page. Like I looked at all the birds and like I could tell you what the birds looked like. And then I would find a new topic and like, which snake do I not want to pick up, you know, when we go to the cabin? And so it was, yeah, everything I could get my hands on, I was just absorbing. I, I love that. I think that, I think it's not a surprise that all of us so far, at least I'm pretty sure, and I think maybe <laughs> all of us, um, were voracious readers as kids. I grew up um, like on the outskirts of town next to a dairy farm, and we had cherry trees, and we just didn't have good TV reception at all. Um, so we didn't really watch TV. We watched old movies sometimes, but we had like a wall full of books in our basement, and um, I grew up just reading all the time. Definitely the flashlight kid. Also the kid that was like, my dad worked like shift work. And so he would sometimes come home really late. And I, I always remember being in bed debating because our light faced out through the, to the driveway. Like, do I pretend like I'm asleep with the light on or do I hurry? <laughs> like, like I think it, when I was younger, I used to hurry and switch it off and then pretend to be asleep. But then I think as I got older, I realized he would see that light being turned off <laughs> and then there's no way I can pretend to be asleep at that point. So um, yeah, I grew up when I was really young, Marguerite Henry and her horse books were like oh, yeah. my bread and butter in elementary school. Um, 
in high school, Jane Eyre, I probably read like every year in high school and would just cry <laughs> like in the first few chapters because I just loved her so much as a girl. And um, yeah, so, oh, but I mean, I, I just read a lot of variety because we had those books and that's what we had to do. I read like every single Louis L'Amour book because we had the collection. And those are actually romance novels. I don't know. <laughs> so, so it's not a surprise that that's what I write. In my opinion, they're romance novels. But um, yeah, so everything. I love fantasy. Terry Brooks. I read Terry Brooks. I remember uh, his first one was like 600 pages long. And I read it in sixth grade and felt so cool to read. Like, <laughs> so, we were the cool kids. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what makes kids cool. Right. <laughs> I can say I was never accused of being the cool kid. <laughs> you are now. That's right. Just so you know. Um, I, I don't know. It's kind of an interesting, uh, well, interesting kid. That That's actually true. But <laughs> when it comes to reading, because I loved stories, but I wasn't a reader because I I couldn't read. That's a whole different podcast when you're you're dealing with the learning uh, difficulties and all of that. But I loved stories, and I think that's what kept me from giving up entirely on eventually developing the ability to read. Once you know, I I kind of hit that point where I could read well enough to start um, reading on my own. Then I was absolutely a reader. It took me ages to get through a book, but if you found a book that you loved, then it was it was worth. The effort. And I think that's kind of what in the end helped tip me toward uh, writing was that realization that different books sing to different people. And I wanted to be able to write books that would be a book for someone like me where it was worth the effort to read because it was what they were looking for. So I was a reader, but not a reader. Like there's really no other way to explain it. It's yeah. Which probably why I was curious where, where you guys fit. So my next question about being a reader is what I am calling the great bookmark debate because this comes <laughs> up. So my question is, what do you most often use as a bookmark? Are you like an actual, I use a legitimate bookmark kind of person? Is it like whatever, you know, McDonald's receipt happens to be in my purse? Is it I pull a scrap of paper? Do you dog ear the pages? Do you not use bookmarks because... I, I've seen Esther's t-shirt that says bookmarks are for quitters. Like what is your <laughs> philosophy on bookmarks? What do you use or do you? So most recently, probably sticky notes more than anything. Cause I always have some in my purse and I can be like, oh, okay, I can just stick that in there. But like, I'll use whatever's convenient. I'll use a receipt. I'll use just whatever. I, I will admit in my early days, I mean, I'm talking going back to like junior high here. I did dog ear pages, but I've, I know, I know, confession on between the lines today. I've outgrown that that <laughs> terrible, terrible habit. And um, but I'll even like just memorize like, oh, I think I'm on page 96. And I'll, if I forget, then I just have to skim a little bit. And darn, I get to read some more. <laughs> so anything. <laughs> well, I think Sarah was right. I think bookmarks are for quitters. No, <laughs> It's only when you're like you start driving at the red light, you know. Yeah, no, I I do actually often read books in one sitting, which is not a healthy way to read books because that usually means I end at like 3 a.m. So then the next day I'm a big mess. So that is kind of how I read, how I prefer to read, actually. Um, but it obviously can't always happen. So I 
typically am someone who doesn't use a bookmark still though, because I will just like, oh, I, I was like trying to describe this, but you just, I just, you just like open the page and lay it flat, right? Like yeah. <laughs> I just open yeah. my books and leave them flat on my nightstand like this. Yeah. Um, and then I know where I am when I, next time I pick it up. So, but either that or just any random, anything that's nearby. Yeah. I think most of us are in that boat because truly Tracy dog earing a book is almost sacrilegious. It's just I terrible. <laughs> I was ill-educated in my youth. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, I tend to grab whatever is closest, which is usually either a receipt or a grocery list. And then I end up going to the grocery store not knowing where my grocery list is. But, yeah. <laughs> I think the takeaway yeah. is we're all a mess. Yeah, we're a total mess. <laughs> But we're all reading, so. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, I tend to just use whatever I have at hand. I think the weirdest thing I've ever used was I had a physical book I was reading. Um, and I was actually doing research. I had it open. And then on my phone, I had a book open on the Kindle app. And I used my phone as a bookmark <laughs> in the physical I, book. So I kind of used a book as a bookmark. Okay, Sarah's yeah. such a big reader. She uses books as bookmarks. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. I, you know I you're right. Too. And, and also, I remember, you know, a lot of times when you're not feeling well, that's when I get a lot of reading done. So if I have a bad cold, I have used clean tissues as my bookmarks well. unused tissues <laughs> yes. i'm glad yeah, you made that distinction absolutely <laughs> but i have never been so sick that i dog-eared a book no that's right <laughs> you guys are never gonna let me live this down this is what happens when you confess to anything <laughs> which the funny thing is we probably did it as kids we just weren't going to admit to it so. <laughs> what can i say see i can tell you i don't know how to lie there you go. So. Okay. Well, that brings us to our next great debate for this episode. Ebook, physical book, or audiobook? So for me, my favorite is physical book. Like to me, that is reading still. And like in in the sense of like it gives me that all-encompassing environment and experience that I'm looking for. However, and I have definitely been listening to more audiobooks lately. I think partially because I can, well, I can do them in smaller segments. Like I do like to read all in one sitting. I love that. But with an audiobook, I can do it while I'm driving somewhere. Or lately, one of the big perks of audiobooks for me is if I am maybe up reading till 2 or 3 a.m., I can still do that in bed with the lights out. So, um, so I do love audiobooks and I read ebooks too. I read all of them, but that probably my order of pre preference would be physical audio than ebook. Yeah. yeah, I love physical books too. You know, I think we all grew up with physical books and we love seeing our own books when they're created into a physical book. The one time that I really appreciate ebooks is when I travel because I read fast enough that if if I go on a long trip, I know I'm going to need more than one book. And if I can take, a, you know, an ebook reader, it saves me a lot of bulk and weight in my bag. Right. And so I will, I'll use um, a Kindle when I'm traveling. Right. Yeah. Um, I think I love, obviously I love having physical books. You can <laughs> see, see them uh, behind me. Um, 
but like Esther, I do a lot more audio books than I used to because I can do it while I'm cleaning or while I'm traveling or you know, in the car. Uh, one, the one time when I really have a preference for eBooks, uh, interestingly enough, is in my reference books. Um, there are quite a few that I own, both the physical and the ebook version, because in the ebook you can search. Um, you have that search function. So if it's like, man, I desperately need to know about, you know, the the dragoons in the 19th century British warfare, and I can do just a search, search this book, and so I search for that term, and it brings it up for me. So instead of trying to flip through and find it, and yes, you can go to the index, but then you're trying to figure out which one. Whereas um, when you do it in that electronic function, it just gives you a list of all the hits that you get and you can quickly find the one you're looking for. Mm. So I started buying more and more of my reference books in ebook form just for that that's reason. Brilliant. Yeah, that is. Well, I can't, I have to tell you, every, I can't tell you how many times in my own books I've needed to find something and I put it out on Facebook and somebody's like instantly knows because they're searching their ebook. They search the ebook. And it's exactly. like, I need to own all my books on ebook. I don't have them on ebook. Like there's no. something wrong with this. But, but, I, but I'm the same way. It's like, I love the physical book. Like I, I want to sit down. I want to read it that way. Um, I, like I'll, on long road trips, I'll listen to audiobook. But I just, I'm not in the car often enough. I mean, I, my, I work like seven steps from my bedroom. So, you know, it's like. I'm not going to be in a car long enough to use the audiobooks, and I probably don't have the patience to go in and out. So I'm, I can normally read a little faster on the other. But and, I'll, and I'm the same as Sean as well. Like as far as when I'm traveling, an ebook, you know, I'll try to make sure there's something on at least my phone so that I have something I can read because we know downtime is not a pretty thing. I don't like that. <laughs> I like to be busy. I like to be busy. Yeah, I, I want something to do. One of my kids lives about four hours away. So I have really started listening to a lot of audiobooks because <laughs> I make that drive to see her somewhat regularly. So, yeah, I think the takeaway from that is we all like the three different versions just for different things. They serve mm -hmm. different purposes. So. Mm -hmm. so we didn't settle the debate is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> all of them should be published in all forms. That's yes. Yes. Perfect. <clears throat> okay. So here's my next question for you as a reader. Do you read more often in the genre you write or out of it? And also, how often do you get to read for fun? Hmm. I feel like this is a trick question for me because I write in different genres. <laughs> so, um, so that is also reflected in my reading. I do enjoy reading different genres. And I think the thing that is interesting, too, is when I have been working on a book in a particular genre, if I had been working on a historical when I finish that manuscript, I'm craving reading a contemporary. It, I love the variety. I love to be able to jump back and forth and, and, and see and feel something different. So, um, so yeah, I, I love variety. And I try to read one or two books in between each of the manuscripts that I write. And most of the time, I go for something completely different. Yeah. So I feel like... I'm sure a lot of you are this way. Once you got into the publishing world, you no longer totally picked your books all the time that you were going to read. So if, if that makes sense. So I've got a lot of friends who write books and I love it. Like it is fun for me, but I still kind of classify that as work reading, if that makes sense. Right. So 
I read a lot in my genre for what I would call work, which is still fun and pleasurable, but it's books that the publisher has sent to me or books who friends have sent to me. I love to read them before they come out so we can talk about them, you know. Um, so I, in that aspect, I do still read a lot in my genre, but when I'm reading for escape, I don't want to say fun because that's still fun to read in my genre too, but like escape, like completely, I'm doing this just for myself and for no other reason, <laughs> I don't read in my genre typically. Um, I do read a lot of contemporary rom-coms now, just lighthearted things. I still have a love for fantasy novels and young A, young A, YA <laughs> or young adult, <laughs> one or the other. Um, <laughs> like fantasy, you know, like even like, like, like the Twilight type books that are just like page turners, the Hunger Games. Like I love, I love just being immersed in a world an author has created. And, and that gives me more of an escape than reading in my genre does. Because mm -hmm. I know part of my brain needs to think about work when I'm reading those. Yeah, and I, I probably re read more out of my genre as well. I mean, typically if I'm reading in my genre, I on often I'll just go onto Amazon and I'll read like that first free chapter or something just to see how other people are doing. But that's more work. That's not like, oh, let me just read this book. But if I'm just going to read a book, the funny thing is, is that you guys are the ones I'm normally reading. Like it's normally a lot of the historical and things like that, which we all know if it doesn't have a 19 or a 20 in the front of the year, it isn't going to be written by me, but I will totally read it when you guys write it. So but I love, I think part of it too, is I love kind of, I like to blend genres and you can always learn so much from how other genres are operating. And it helps, I feel like it helps me bring new fresh ideas and present, present my work in a different way when I've been reading from other, from other people that are not in my genre. So I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. Guys, I feel like I've had an insight into myself <laughs> during this conversation. <laughs> the last few years, I find that I'm reading more outside of my genre than I used to. I still read a ton in my genre, and I've been trying to figure out why, because I still love romance. I love historical fiction. So why am I feeling pulled to these other genres? And I think it's like you guys were saying, because even when it's a book you're enjoying and you love reading and it's fun when it is in your genre, there's still that hint of this is part of my job. This is part of my work. And sometimes our brains just need an escape. And that escape means slipping away from what you would ever tackle or write. And it yeah, lets your brain kind of relax into that. I'm not on the clock right now. So guys, Sarah just learned things about herself. positive. Which so actually funny. brings us to the last question I'm going to ask, since we are all readers and we all read quite a lot. What is a book you've recently read? Obviously not the only book you've recently read, but a book that you would recommend or that you enjoyed. Okay. Well, I, one of the ones I just read was an unassuming curator by Sean, which I absolutely loved, but see, I'm totally reading outside of my genre because I'm not writing historical. So but yeah, it's fantastic. If you haven't read it, you should. So in my book club, we just finished reading Persuasion. 100% recommend. <laughs> it was really fun to have a Jane Austen book for book club. We don't, we do all kinds of things. So that was, that was a fun one. Um, and as far as like something just I've read personally, I read Joanna Barker's new one coming out, um, A Heart Worth Stealing. 
was so fun. Like I messaged her and I was like, I wish this wasn't a single book. I wish you had taken these characters and done like a long mystery that they solved mysteries together for like ages to come. <laughs> I could keep visiting them. So I, I did love that one. That, that's be excited for that one. It's, it's awesome. And I, um, I, this is actually perf perfectly timed because I just submitted a manuscript, which means that I've just read a couple of books and, <laughs> and I submitted uh, medieval so you know I had to read something that wasn't medieval so the first thing I went to was Unseen which is Contemporary Romantic Suspense by Tracy and then I read Wyoming Wild which is a western written by Sarah <laughs> and they were both fabulous and they were such great escapes and read them both <laughs> <laughs> and they're both definitely not medieval. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> that was exactly. It was great. It was so great. Oh, and I love Esther that. will be so happy. Every character wore pants. <laughs> we recently the men were putting on their media. no no hose, no hose no out of tunics. context quote from esther about no, how she likes yeah. time periods where the men were wearing pants <laughs> just i just think i would struggle i mean i'd find reading that probably but i'm just saying if i was ever to write i just don't think i could write my men putting on hose <laughs> i don't know that's a visual i don't want to have yeah. <laughs> which i guess probably mostly you don't write that but even if you are running in that time No, period. no, they're usually already wearing them. Yes. <laughs> well, I can that, second the recommendations that we've had because I've read those books too and they're fabulous. Am I allowed to recommend my book too? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's, it's, so, it's so good. Fabulous. Yeah. I got to use the word ain't many, many times and it felt that wonderful. That was fun. Rebellious. It not like you at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm actually currently rereading or kind of re-listening uh, to a book that I am being reminded with every chapter how much I love this book. So um, it's called As You Wish. It was written by Carrie Elwes about the making of the movie The Princess Bride. Mm. And he reads the book. He's the narrator for the audio version. And it's just delightful. So I can recommend that one. It's a great escape. It's fun. I think even if you haven't seen the movie, you would enjoy the book. It's just, it's lovely. Often books that are about experiences in Hollywood are a little bit scandalous and a little bit, you know, shocking. This one isn't at all. It's just wonderful and uplifting and delightful. So that's my recommendation. Awesome. So that actually uh, leads us to the question I want to toss out to all of our listeners out there. Um, I would love to know, well, yes, of course, I always look for book recommendations, but more, I would like you to help us settle the great bookmark debate. What do you <laughs> use as a bookmark? Have you ever, gasp, dog-eared a book? Um, have you used anything stranger than another book as a bookmark? We would love to know. So come leave us a comment on our social media or on this video on YouTube. We would love to hear from you. And we absolutely hope to see you next time on Between the Lines. Thank you.